1: In my new book with Mark Tim, mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at kevinmentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to kevinmentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing Tim Caker. Tim is a growth consultant who helps companies, entrepreneurs and students achieve fast and consistent growth. He's worked with more than 17 startups to date. Some of his best achievements include helping two startups receive 1.7 million euros in Horizon 2020 funding, increasing recurring revenue of one startup from 80000 to 300000 in less than 18 months, and completing projects such as implementation of OKRs, building dashboards, rebranding, and product launches. Tim, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you, Seth. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: All right. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started?
2: Wow. Okay. That's a great question. Well, I started in sales actually in in the US and I was selling carpets door to door. That was my first job, I think. Uh, Then I realized that sales wasn't for me. uh, And I figured out what marketing was. I switched to marketing. And from there, I start combining all my knowledge of sales, marketing, and a little bit of product. And I start calling myself a growth consultant.
1: Well, congratulations on that. I'm sure the longer version of that story, if it isn't in a book, should be somewhere. (laughs) So talk a little bit about um, kind of the longer version of your history in terms of what you've been able to do for the startups that you work with.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I was uh, lucky enough to, uh, from London, uh, just actually in London first, I started to help, um, companies more more publishing companies old school publishing companies and I helped them digitalize their offerings so if they had magazines and so on I start to do an interactive uh, applications for them and grow these so so they were kind of acting like startups so that they were able to compete with the market with especially with the with the digital media market uh, from there on um, I was brought to Barcelona to Spain uh, for to head some marketing departments that was my full-time jobs before I got into consultancy um, I've done a couple of those and I I worked always in high tech. So I was in one big data for telcos. I was in AI for our computer vision, uh, more specific computer vision for real estate. And in these companies, I was able to actually help them really um, prepare their messaging, their offering, because they were very high tech. So we had to educate the market. Um, You know, crossing the chasm, basically, basically, that was the difficulties, the challenges that I was facing. Um, Those were really interesting companies. But then I realized that there were so many other startups that uh, would need my help. So I became a full-time consultant. um, And in that, I was able to help uh, a lot of SaaS companies, to be honest with you. B2B SaaS has been kind of my uh, niche, if you want to call it. Um, And in that, uh, I've always started to head marketing. Uh, and then help really create the messaging together with sales and marketing. Make sure that those two departments don't fight. Because as, as, as you know, that uh, that's always the case. Uh, sales will always blame marketing for the quality of the leads. Marketing will blame sales for not closing the leads. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so basically, I was helping really with technology. So uh, CRM implementations, automations, workflows, uh, data and dashboards. Making sure that both departments can speak the same language and that the executives would have uh, the same knowledge at their fingertips at uh, any given time uh, so they could make better decisions.
1: That makes a lot of sense. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see companies making when trying to achieve that consistent fast growth that you're helping them with?
2: First of all, it's that uh, they wouldn't track the same metrics. Uh, they will say, yeah, no, we track MQLs, you track SQLs so or marketing qualified leads or sales qualified leads. Then we started to come up with this. I mean, I think uh, it, I didn't come up with it, it's something that there is online. It's a more uh, the product qualified lead, the PQL right and so that sales and marketing speaks the same metrics and they look at the same metrics so they don't have to fight so so the biggest mistake is definitely the definition of things um not speaking the same language and not looking at the same metric and having different um goals and 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 being based on promotions on these you know commissions based on on separate goals so that they will fight instead of being friends and and building this together and also the other thing that i've realized is is everybody i think that was a trend right seth i think that the trend of uh, data driven right everybody would look at data and they'll be like all right let's do this and it's like hold on hold on you know data is great but you have to be more data informed and not just go with what the data says but you are the ceo or you're the leader of that department you know it's your team and you have to have a bit of gut feeling and have to say hold on i can see what the data says let me double check that you know Let, let let me make sure that this is not you know just just the data telling me this but you have to understand emotions you have to understand your users you have to understand their needs and i think that the biggest mistake definitely is just people were a little bit blunt on data for a while because it was a trend but i think that now that's changing a little bit more
1: yeah i think that makes a lot of sense what i mean you've achieved so much success what are some what's your biggest challenge now
2: My biggest challenge now, (laughs) this is the funniest thing I always say though, it's, you know, a hairdresser can't cut his own hair. uh, And that's exactly what's happening to me. It's like, I'm starting a couple of startups. I have a couple of projects and what I recommend to all my CEOs that I work with, or where I coach, I mentor and advise, I consult. I'm trying to um, implement that to myself. And that's a little bit harder. I'm always looking for a team. Um, I like to work with teams. So my biggest challenge at the moment is being a bit more on my own in certain projects.
1: Okay, and then you're giving advice every day. What's some of the best advice you've ever gotten?
2: Oh, some of the best advice I've ever gotten is actually uh, – it was from a U.S. CEO that I work with. It's, Tim, I love your ideas. I love everything you're saying, but please document everything. Please uh, create one pages for every idea you have. I was just like, okay, I have an idea. Let's go for this. And, and then when I started to document everything and really start writing one pages, I realized that I could build that idea better or understand that some of the ideas, I shouldn't even build them.
1: Now, you, have, um, you helped two startups receive 1.7 million euros in Horizon 2020 funding. What is Horizon 2020 funding and how did you pull that off?
2: Yeah, Horizon 2020 Funding, it's by the European Commission. Um, it's a fund that was built for until 2020 to put 20 billion inside the European technology companies. Um, and to be honest with you, I had a great team uh, then and we had a great technology. But again, it's it's what I've said, I think, in the beginning. To get those fundings, we had to really make the the messaging clear and the solution clear, right? To be able to, to, to really show the problem and that we've built a solution for it and not just go... Oh, we have a technology because the technology is amazing, but we're not looking for technology. We're we're looking for solutions to problems that exist.
1: Absolutely. You worked with another startup and helped them take their monthly recurring revenue from 80 to 300,000. That's a heck of a growth rate in 18 months. What were some of the factors responsible for that success?
2: Yeah, that was super fun. Well, that was, again, it it was a big problem between marketing and sales. And when we were able to get marketing to help salespeople, create their messaging right because marketing was more strong on messaging sales was strong on on being a little bit more let's say aggressive and closing deals right when we were starting to combine those skills that started that started to get faster and faster and then when we realized that we could actually have some linkedin automations and some bots and being able to target a thousand people instead of 10 people a day we were really able to to scale that growth and and then i remember i remember it was i think uh, four or five months down the line and um, you know in europe we go uh, on fridays after work uh, for drinks with everybody and so on and and finally marketing and sales got together and, and they bought each other drinks and they said when we work together everything gets faster and i was like yep that's exactly what we were trying to achieve and and i think that we we had good product market fit as well um but of course bringing the rowing of of the direction to make sure that everybody rows in the same direction. that was, I think the most important thing that we did in that project.
1: Absolutely. Who is an ideal client for you?
2: An ideal client uh, is a B2B SaaS uh, who has a high tech that is struggling with growth or they have stagnant growth. Um, They're looking for automation and they're looking for more technology to help actually scale their, um, their operations without hiring more people.
1: And then how are those folks finding you?
2: Uh, Well, they can go on timkakir.com. That's uh, T-I-M-C-A-K-I-R.com, where I have also a newsletter that they can subscribe for. Every Monday, I try to give all my tips and tricks and the latest tools.
1: That is very, very helpful. Um, What else do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you yet?
2: Uh, Well, um, I'm building a new framework so that we can get rid of OKRs, (laughs) because OKRs are great, but they're just goals. Uh, We forgot on how to uh, speak about our challenges and how to bring opportunities and how to actually tap into collective intelligence. Um, so I'm really working on something that I call GCO, which is the Goals, Challenges, and Opportunities Framework. And um, for that, I've actually built a platform called Squad One. It's a One.io. It's on beta tester right now. So it's only early adopters that uh, really need it, that really have their problem, because we work together on making the product better.
1: That is awesome. Well, we know your time is incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate it. Um for our folks watching or listening who want to learn more about what you're doing, is, uh, the, is, is Tim Kaker C-A-K-I-R, is that the best website to send them to?
2: Yeah, that's the best website or the same first name, last name on LinkedIn.
1: All right. Well, then this is Seth, Ben Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Tim Kaker. Tim, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Seth, thank you so much.
1: Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. And we'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service?